Welcome to Sober Thoughts. I'm Claire. And I'm Jade. And this is a podcast where we'll unpack the craziness that is life. Have y'all ever just sat back and thought about what role do colors play in everyday life? I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure people have, like, thought of that before, but they haven't, like, like genuinely thought about it. Yeah, they haven't, like, sat down and, like, comprehended the, the right. mass. Thought about it how we thought about it. Yes, so, exactly, exactly. Um, and without getting, like, all into the science and, like, confusing everyone, including myself, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to try and put it into words at least that I understand. Okay. So, it's believed that artists invented pigments, like, using a combination of, like, soil, animal fat, and burned charcoal, right. like, as early as 40,000 years ago, which is a long time ago. And, I mean, we really do take for granted, like, colors. Because Definitely. at one point, at one point, like, 40,000 years ago, they didn't have color. Like, the only color they saw was the sky. And, like, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't know how to mimic that into something they could physically use. So, um, and also, I, I have always wondered, like, who named the color? Right. So, we talked, we, we already talked about how the color's made. But, like, who sat down and was like, that's brown? And, like, they yeah. really made the word. So, um, which is very interesting because, like, I mean, different societies develop names for colors, like, across the globe. Mm-hmm. But um, they went about it weirdly because they all generally did it, like, in the same order. So um, they called it, like, the hierarchy of color names okay. because the order they usually named it in, with, like, a few exceptions, was, like, black, white, red, green, yellow, and blue. With others like brown and purple and pink coming at various times, mm-hmm. at, like afterward. Right. But like it shows like that they did that because it demonstrates how it matches human reaction to like different frequencies in the visible spectrum. So like the stronger our reaction is to that color's like vividness, I guess. Like the earlier it was named in the culture because they 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 like had a need to use that, you know. I- yeah, I would have just figured that, like, those came first because they were the easiest to, like, make. Or, like, most commonly found, and you, I guess. you think that. Mm-hmm. But now we are going to unpack each color. Or at least okay. the, the, the easy ones. Like, like the just primary. The, yes, yes, the primary. Um, So let's just start with my personal favorite, blue. Okay. So blue has long been like named for like royalty and art and military like stuff that thrives so um and the first like documented use of blue pigment was um using blue azurite which is like a stone Mm -hmm. um and it's used like widely in ancient egypt for like decoration and jewelry and later it was used in like the renaissance age and age and stuff um Mm -hmm. but basically like the mineral was crushed and used as, like, expensive uh, paint pigment. Um, but from here, Blue went on to live, like, a long life through the art world. Because, like, they would use it in stained glass windows. And then they, they of course, we all know, like, the blue and white porcelain, like, made in China right. and stuff. Um, but Blue is thought to promote trustworthiness, serenity, productivity, and positivity in general. And the next color... 
would be red. Um, mm-hmm. So, and red is, like, very in your face. It's a very intense right. color. But it can be traced, like, all the way back to, like, ancient Egypt, where it was considered a color of, like, vitality and celebration. Um, I mean, as well as evil and destruction. So, from then on, red was a stable color throughout history. It was used in, like, um, murals. It was used in clothing to signal status and wealth. Um, It was heavily applied throughout art movements, um, like through the Renaissance and even modern-day art. But red is considered to be a color of intense emotions, ranging from anger to sacrifice to danger, heat, love, passion, all those things. Um, And so... In many, like, Asian countries, such as, like, India and China, red is regarded as the color of happiness and well-being and good fortune. So that kind of, Mm. that kind of creates a contrast from, like, the anger and the sacrifice and the danger. So it can, it can mean different things, like, by different societies and cultures. Yeah. Um, But what I find interesting is how brands mimic, like, or not mimic, or how they manipulate colors to to show us an emotion and you don't realize that they do mm. this but they manipulate different shades of red so like right. a darker red mimics like luxury and professionalism and a very bright intense red shows like excitement and energy uh which i guess you could see in like netflix and like things mm. like that because yeah. it, it just makes you want it because you're like oh i guess i'm excited i guess but um <laughs> Anyway, and then, like, the cooler and, like, deeper, so, like, burgundy is very sophisticated and serious. So, like, Harvard, their colors are burgundy. Um, And then, like, a maroon-ish red means, like, courageous and strong, which, I mean, if we're still talking of, I mean, if we're on the point of colleges, Troy, their colors are, like, a maroon red and like gray and white or something like that but anyway regardless it's a maroon red and their mascot is like a trojan like a like a troy soldier Mm -hmm. so i mean i feel like that would be courageous and strong so that kind of looks like the maroon or whatever yeah but um the next color is yellow and i mean all like everyone knows yellow is like happy sunshine of course like vibrant very vibrant um, but they made it because they used the pigment from clay. So like yellow is thought to be one of the first colors ever used as paint. Um, and like, even in like prehistoric cave art, um, and the, like the first application of it was kind of recorded around like 17,000 years ago, which is mm-hmm. a very long time ago. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it was one of the first colors because clay was so like available yeah. in life. I feel like that ancient Egyptians used a lot of these colors first because, like, they always talk about them. But they were constant users of this color um, because it's close association with gold. And that color was considered to be internal and indestructible. So, they, of course, the Egyptians always used it. Right. Um, and yellow is a color that many interpret, like, it all depends on the shade for them to interpret it. And while people obviously see this as, like, joy, positive, happiness, it can also be interpreted as cowardice, betrayal, and terror. And, of course, illness. But um, I found it interesting because the, like, these, like, the cowardice, betrayal, all these things is thought to be due to the fact that yellow pigments are often found in toxic materials. 
and that's interesting yeah because they i mean what they use to make it is very toxic i mean there, it's a bunch of like stones that i literally can't even pronounce it even if i wanted to but like they they're said to be very toxic because they can find that i think arsenic is in it oh. um at or when at least when they used to make it arsenic was in it and that is very potent yeah. but um since yellow is very is like the most visible color on the spectrum, I guess it's often used for like emergency and caution signs, um, or like caution clothing. Yeah. So if someone needs to grab somebody's attention, they use like I mean, if you see a runner on the street, they're usually wearing like reflective yellow gear. Yeah. Or like if they're directing traffic, it's usually like a yellow vest. Um, and, but. Like, in contrast to that, Japan thought thinks that yellow represents, like, courage. And um, even and even though you think that it would mean happiness in Mexico, some shades of yellow are thought to represent death. Which, I mean, is a very 180 of, like, you thinking it's, like, happiness yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but then they have, like, the Day of the Dead where they kind of do, like, celebrate. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have different connotations of the dead, like, compared to Mexico, yeah. so I guess that makes sense. Now, talking about, like, branding and how brands use yellow, um, it often signals, like, speed and efficiency. And, I mean, like, we can see that in, like, Ferrari and Sprint, because fast service and okay. then fast cars. You can always see oh, that. Oh, okay. I know. I didn't, I, like, you don't realize this until, like, I was looking all these things up, and, like, I saw that that meant that, and you just subconsciously think that yeah. I don't know because then when I they, saw it I was like wait I do think that sprints like fast well sometimes it's fast sometimes it's not <laughs> sometimes girl. it's not fast but um it can also obviously spread like happiness and joy so snapchat McDonald's it, it, it provides like enjoyment and um it also can mimic like wisdom and knowledge so National Geographic, Commonwealth Bank, and um, I think one of the most common colors nowadays is green because everyone's very like eco-friendly and that's like that right. very that shows that kind of correlates with the color green. So it was named after the Anglo-Saxon word meaning like grass and grow. So, obviously, green is associated with, like, distinctive ties to nature and, like, the environment. And green actually was a pigment that didn't, like, didn't appear as early in prehistoric art as other ones did because it was such a hard pigment to reproduce. Mm -hmm. um, when they did try to, like, create it and stuff, the green either turned out to be, like, a dull brownish green and it eventually, like, faded due to, like, temperamental pigments used so like it would just fade over time um so it was only when like synthetic green pigments and dyes were produced that green was like seen more through art and so it's more of like a newer color I guess that we could actually create because yeah. and then in western countries green is seen as a color of like luck and freshness um like the leprechauns. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and but then in like China and Japan, green is seen as the color of like new birth and youth and hope. So it all has that positive, that positive feel to it, I guess. Um, but it can go on the opposite side. 
because in China it is also a symbol of infidelity, and you like if you wear it like wear a green hat, it's considered as a symbol of your partner cheating on you. Oh, which is a bad case on their part. But overall, usually it's seen as a positive thing. But I want to talk about like the more psychological part of it because green is more green is a color that most therapists use to like help balance emotions. So, I mean, like overall, it just creates that zen feeling. Yeah. Because green is obviously the color of like nature. It has close ties with like the earth. So like our basic primal instincts are like the emotions, like the empathy, kindness, compassion. Like it all just creates like a level feeling. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's obvious why therapists use it. And like different shades are used to promote different feelings. So like a paler, soft, like soft mint greenish kind of color it often promotes ideas of like youth and innocence while like deeper darker greens draw out like ideas of success and wealth and money and then and then a vibrant lime green it shows uh it promotes like energy and playfulness and then lastly like a deeper olive green is seen as representing like strength and endurance so they can like if they emit these colors in their lives, I guess it's kind of, which it also makes sense because if you, like, you know, you have that one color, if you see it, you ought, like, you immediately become, because you have, like, that color is tied to an emotion that you feel, I guess, in a way. It's like, if you see that color, you immediately get happy or you get sad. So it's all, I mean, colors can stimulate different things. But green, yeah, green is just like a neutral color to, I guess, gateway that. And the next color, I think everyone knows. Um, I mean, of course, everyone knows it, but like, I think everyone knows the meaning of it, which is purple. And usually, like, I mean, not usually, it's always tied to like loyalty and like, Mm -hmm. and wealth and stuff. And I mean, like, that's mainly because producing purple pigments back then was so expensive and difficult that, like, the color was only worn by, like, high status and royals because, yeah. like, no one could afford it. And since it sits between... It sits between red and blue, so a warm and a cool tone. And that means, like, that means that any shade of purple can mean a lot of different things because it can either be a cool purple or it can be a warm purple. So... On the lighter end, um, so, like, lavender, it's, like, a pale, soft shade, and it communicates, like, femininity and nostalgia and romance and tenderness. So, very, like, soft, like, soft vibes, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like, vibrant purple obviously promotes, like, royalty, nobility, extravagance, luxury. And then, like, a deeper, darker shade of purple um promotes like seriousness and professionalism um and even sometimes like gloom and sadness if it's like a dark dark purple but then it can also mean like it's just, if it's just like a plain purple everyone knows it because by these examples you'll know exactly what color purple i'm talking about it this color can promote like fun and creativity so you know like the willy wonka like willy wonka like uh, Twitch, like all those streaming services and stuff, they use like purple, yeah. and you, 
the the pot the podcast oh yeah anchor anchors podcast icon it like i don't know it just i like you can't explain the feeling you feel when you see this color but it's obvious that it shows like well like you just want it you know i don't i don't know how to describe it and the next color is pink which is a very controversial color nowadays um because it's it's usually like correlated with femininity and because of this it's used to bring awareness to like breast cancer and like many women's products however this has not always been the case originally it was considered to be a color suited to like little boys as red period Period. and red was like a man's color but pink it's like it's like it's a younger version of red if that makes sense I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But so, like, when did that transition happen? You know? I, like, I think it was somewhere because for a while there, like through the Middle Ages, like kind of around that period, color wasn't really a thing. Like, I mean, like it was, but not predominantly. And yeah, so then when it started getting re- reintroduced through like the eight hundreds, nineteen hundreds, I feel like women was like just then getting a footing in like I mean not a lot of footing but like they were they were earning some kind of respect in a way and I I guess they just somehow trademarked trademarked that color but back then when like like the pink was more for men and stuff or like boys Mm -hmm. um in Japan pink was associated with masculinity of course and you know, like the pink cherry blossom trees, that was yep. that was originally like a symbol of fallen Japanese warriors. So mm-hmm. that correlates with like the masculinity and all those things. Yeah. So when it comes to like shades of pink, like a softer one promotes like innocence and girlhood, which kind of makes sense with like the boy, the little like the little version, the younger version. So, I mean, yeah. like, of course, like, nurturing, all those things. Um, however, a brighter and intense shade of pink uh, promotes, like, passion and creativity and energy. Because um, studies have suggested that the color is thought to raise, like, a pulse rate and blood pressure. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I can only speak on my behalf. But, like, you know, like, if you see, like, that Barbie symbol... Or if you, like, if you see, like, one of those bright pink symbols, you immediately get excited. You're like, I'm getting a Barbie today. Like, at least when I was a kid, I got excited when I saw pink. And then nowadays, I see, if I ever see that that hot pink Jeffree Star tape on a package, I'm like, (laughs) it promotes, like, happiness. And, and, I mean, it raises my heart rate. I'll tell you that. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And this last color that we're going to be talking about, which is brown. Like, a lot of studies have shown, like, that it's the least favorite color. Which, oh I mean, it makes... Like, like, it's just not appealing. Like, it it's so, like, just dull. Except except for brown hair. Yes. Of course. We love... We love a brunette. But brown is not a color to turn a blind eye to. It's not. It should be, okay. but it's not. Because... I mean, brown is considered to be one of the first pigments ever used in prehistoric times because, okay. I mean, it's it's easy to make. So brown has a, but brown does have a symbol of like being lower class and this associating stemming from like ancient Rome when the color was like 
pinpoint as like the barbarians and like people of low social and economic rankings. But it's also a color that was worn by the monks. So, and they mimic like a sign of poverty and humility. So like a very low, like down to earth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess brown was just pinpointed as like, that's poverty, that's lower class. And brown and green kind of go hand in hand in a way because brown is usually used as a color in nature. Um, So it has like a symbol of organic. So even though brown is like perceived to be like, like no one likes it as poverty, lower class, it kind of goes in with that humility of green and like that, that leveling out the emotion, I guess, in a way of like the nature and environmental aspect of it. All right, so, like, talking about all this, pretty much, like, the significance of the color, like, you're saying, like, what it means, like, what it represents, mm-hmm. kind of, like, that just makes me wonder, like, where did these associations come yeah. from? Like, why do why do we associate this, like, this certain color with this certain emotion, or, like, why does it make us mm-hmm. feel this way? And so, like, and then you're talking about all these brands just be using these subliminal messaging and, like, just manipulating yeah. our minds about yes, knowing exactly. it. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know? So, like, how? Okay, so an association is basically, like, like you said, like, when you see a color or hear the, or even just hear the name of the color sometimes, like, certain things come Mm -hmm. to your mind. So, like, that, whether it be, like, an object or a mood or even, like, a temperature, an event, like, something has established that connection with the color. Yeah. And most of these connections happen during childhood, like, as, as most things yeah. do. It all relates back to your childhood. But it's also built up through life. So, like, earlier when we were talking about red, like, you're saying, like, it has, mul- like, multiple meanings. Like, in Japan, it means something different than it does in, like, in America. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's that symbol of evil. But then, like, when I think of red, like, one of the things that pops in my mind is, like, senior prom. Because my prom dress was oh, red. Yeah. So, like, when I think red... I, like, I think of a good time. And, like, it also makes me think of, like, going to a Georgia mm-hmm. game. So I'm, like, good yes, time. Yes, good you know? time. Like, so red, red is just a good color for me. But then I also think, like, red blood. Like, that's mur- like murder, yeah. you know. So, like, it does have, like, all these different meanings. And, like, yeah, just come to your mind. But it can also, like, these colors just have such great symbolism. Mm-hmm like, within our society, so it can represent a feeling, people, a whole country, like, an entire culture, Mm -hmm. like, in these, like, these meanings change depending on who you ask, um, it's all, like, all colors are, it's just, like, up to interpretation, and so, like, like, red, blue, and white for America is, like, prideful, because it's, like, nationality, like, those are, those are America's Mm -hmm. colors, but then it's, like, Japan's is red, so, like, that's what they take pride in, so like, but we, so like we just all have these different meanings. So like, it's so interesting that it just varies, really, literally from person to person, on what this could possibly mean, like what each color. Could possibly yeah, and mean. it doesn't even have to be like what each, different cultures or societies think it means. It can be as like it can be as me and you thinking like pink means a certain thing. Like I could think exactly. It could be like in the like, culture, different meanings are spread about. Yeah, like, literally every single person could have their yeah. own judgment mm-hmm. of it. But then another thing that really gets me, and, like, I didn't even know that you were going to say something about this, but you mentioned, like, the whole green. Oh, yeah. 
being like eco. I think the generalizations we make with colors are so interesting because, like, if you really think about it, like, why do we like generalize it that much? Like, going green is like associated with like reducing waste completely, like helping out the ecosystem, cutting back on fuel, like it just anything that could possibly like help yeah. out the world. Going green, like represents. a whole movement. So it's like the color, yeah, the color represents all of that. And then it's like not even just it's like black like when people say black or white that's like things when like are clear cut they're defined they're opposites mm-hmm. or something but then and then there's also like that that gray yeah area, which like you're unsure like there's like multiple things but it's just it's just a color yeah. and then it's even like with music mm-hmm. blues is just like jazz music but it like defines yeah, a whole genre like wh- and it's just a color and and even like jazz music sometimes. Like, it's a very soft kind of feel. And usually blue has, like, the connotation of, like, sadness and stuff, usually. Yeah. Um, But, like, even jazz music, sometimes it isn't blue, but it's considered that, like, in that genre. But, like, why do we put so much emphasis on a color when it didn't even tell us what it wanted to be? Like, we gave it to it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like, we didn't even, like, but we just allow it to define a whole, like, a whole separate entity. Pretty much. much, yeah. Something else that I just find like insane because I never really thought about it. But you were talking about like therapists and stuff using color mm-hmm. to like promote feelings mm-hmm. or something. And there actually is like a medical basis. Okay. For this, it's called it's called chromotherapy. Oh. And so it's just using color to balance energy in someone's body. So like you expose them to lights with different hues of colors to help them feel better physically or mentally. And like when I first read about this, um, I don't know if you have seen like Grey's Anatomy all the way through, but there is there's an episode of Grey's Anatomy in which I can't remember who I th- it was either I think it was either Maggie or Amy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but one of them was like doing a study and they were using light to like they were using blue light to reduce stress mm-hmm. to see. So, like, they would put someone in a in a room with blue lighting to see if it helped reduce their stress throughout mm-hmm. the day. And so, like, it's just used in helps in hopes of helping people, like, with brain disorders or people who are emotionally troubled. So, like, anxiety, depression, like, and then it even goes as far as, like, chronic migraines, like, something, like, physically mm-hmm. there. Um, the other day, I was actually talking to She's, like, a social worker, but she, like, works in the school system. So, like, she has an office mm-hmm. at the school. And she was showing me pictures of, like, her office and stuff. And, um, like, I saw that it was very, like, I mean, it wasn't dark, but it just looked like she didn't have the lights on. Because there was just, like, a lamp uh-huh. on in the back. And it was a very, like, cool, warm tone lamp. And she... Like, I guess she could sense that I was confused at why she was taking a picture of, like, a dark or, like, a darker room. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, that's mood lighting. Like, we don't turn the overhead lights on because it's just way too harsh. And, like, I guess that makes sense because if you're if you're in, like, the counselor kind of realm, then you want them to feel welcomed and, like, like in a comfortable yeah. environment. And if you have those bright school lights, like, pounding on you... You just, I mean, I could sense, yeah. You feel, you feel like you're being interviewed. Yes, exactly. Kind of like. Exactly. So I think that was interesting that you can, like, you can literally change somebody's mood based off of a based color. Based on, yeah, like, it, 
how like how does, <laughs> how is a color going to define like of how we feel like how does it really just have that much significance on us and that much influence and even like with sunsets like i get emotional mm. i get emotional at some uh, at sunsets i'm like look at god look look, look at, god. at him go and like sometimes you can you know like sometimes a camera can't capture oh like never it can never capture like the the vividness and the beauty of the actual sunset and the only thing that can mimic that is paintings when you're using Mm. the actual color and even then even then it's not as vivid as the actual thing but it's coming close to it so something i've always wondered is like because everyone you meet like one of the first things you like learn about somebody is like like what's your favorite color oh yeah you know like people always ask and so like why why do we have a favorite color yeah and everyone's is different everyone's is different most of the time and it's just like it all goes back to those associations that we established like during childhood it's like it's all about how the color makes us feel hold on i don't it says poor connection and my computer is like talking to me but i just muted it so hopefully it doesn't do it again okay so you want me to say all that again um if you can but if you can't it's fine all right um Right, well, like your favorite color all goes back to the associations that you established during childhood. It's all about how the color makes you yeah. feel. So like oftentimes when you like actually think about somebody's favorite color, it tends to align with like the color, co- the color clothing that people compliment them mm-hmm. in or like their, their favorite sports teams colors, you know, or like a lot of girls favorite color is pink. And like you mentioned, Barbies, like a lot of girls enjoyed playing with Barbies when they were younger. Or like boys or something like their favorite superhero, like their favorite their favorite color now is like the colors of their favorite superhero from back in the day. Yeah. So then it's like, then I read this thing and it was like, what does your favorite color say about you? Mm-hmm. And like, I'll go through a few. So like, blue means that you're like deep, level headed, trustworthy. Oh, okay. Hey. Yellow. <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow is supposed to be that you're, like, curious, like, you like cheering people up. Green is supposed to be, like, you're practical, logical, loyal, consistent. Purple, you're artistic, unique, compassionate, active. Red means you're bold, loud, like, full of energy. Black means you're strong-willed, determined, that you crave power. And then white is that you're simple, neat, and peaceful. And, like, while I was reading this, I was like, I don't really know how accurate these are. Yeah. And, like, I think so. I think some of it is accurate for sure. But I just feel like this needs to be updated. I also think it depends on the color. Like, the shade. The shade. Yeah, the shade, for one. But I just feel like this needs to be updated. Because, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Nowadays, if you tell me your favorite color is yellow, I'm just assuming you're basic. Yeah. Because everybody's favorite color is yellow mm-hmm. nowadays. Like, I just feel like you're just hopping on the bandwagon, you know? Same thing with black, kind of. Like, girls love being like, oh, my favorite color is black. Like, they like to seem, like, mysterious and edgy or something. And I'm like, it's black. You know what I just realized while you were talking? I hmm. have able to like the color yellow, not even remotely. Like, if I see it, I, like, I, like, I'm instantly in, like, not a bad mood, but, like, I just, I'm like, okay, get away from me. Like, this is such an uncomfortable color. Uh-huh. And I think... I think it draws back to the fact that like 
literally I have never been able to wear yellow because I'm pale and like because mm, yep like it just like my like it just doesn't go on like it just doesn't look good on me you see that's why I think I hate orange so much because don't nobody look good in orange speak for yourself <laughs> no okay I like a burnt orange like a, a fall burnt- orange okay I'm, I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking orange orange like oh, Tennessee yeah, yeah. orange Never mind, never mind. You yeah, got that one. Yeah, you got no, that one. Ain't nobody looking good. <laughs> Tennessee got that one. Yeah, not us. They can keep it. <laughs> all right, so y'all know I'm all about like the abstract ideas, conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, all that. So I got a couple theories about color. Hit them with it. You all better. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> so I was sitting in class the other day talking to my friend Donnie, and he said something about how the chair is blue. Which, uh-huh. like, which the chair is blue. Okay, don't get me wrong. The chair is blue. But then, like, I just thought, I was like, what if my blue is different from Donnie's blue? <gasps> like, like, what if you see orange, but it's actually his blue? That's what know? I'm saying. Like, what if I am seeing what orange really is, but my whole life, every time I've seen orange, people told me that that's blue. So I say, like, that's blue, but it really looks orange. But I don't know that it looks orange because every time I've seen it, it's always been called blue. And, like, I mean, as a, like, not as a kid. But like, when I was growing up, um, I, I mean, like, I had the same ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, marked it down to be, like, it couldn't be that because then everyone, that means everyone would be trying to fool me. But if you think about it, like, everyone could be seeing different colors and not know about it. That's what I'm saying, because it's really all in your mind. And it's like, I tried to think of an analogy to make it make sense. But, like, there's really not nothing that could, like, stand I have, to it. Like I have a real-life analogy okay, that ahead. can go with it. Go ahead. Because the one thing that has always blown my mind, like, I, can't, I, I cannot wrap my mind around it, is like colorblindness like okay. it okay. never has made sense to me and which is like a genetic condition and it can like it's usually made by like a difference of how one or more of like the light sensitive cells found in like the retina of the eye responds to like certain colors so these cells um called cones like oh, yeah, sense, yeah. sense wavelengths of like light and they enable the retina to distinguish between colors So, the difference in sensitivity to one or more cones, which is, like, these cells that kind of distinct colors, um, can make a person colorblind. So, I thought it was interesting because nearly all people who are colorblind can see colors but, like, have difficulty, like, distinguishing between colors. Yeah. So, it's not like, it's not like they are color, like, they cannot see colors. Yeah, it's not like their eyes are looking at black and white. Yeah, they just can't distinguish certain colors. And usually those, the ones that they can't distinguish is, like, you're either red and, like, red and green colorblind. Yeah. So you can't distinguish those colors. Or you can't separate blues from yellows. So, um, and a small percentage have one that where they, um, which only allows them to see, like, black and white. But that's, like, a small percentage. Yeah. And colorblindness is more so seen in, like, males than females. And only 8% of men are suffering, like, from colorblindness, and only 1% of women are. Oh, wow. Which, I feel like I, like, I feel like someone around the corner has a, like, colorblind. Like, I feel like I hear it all the time. Really? 
I mean, I know at least three people who are colorblind. I mean, I mean, I know a couple of people, but like thinking about it, they really are like most of the time they're male. Like, so that makes sense. But like, I never really like thought about it. No, re- actually, now that I like now that I am actually sitting here, I don't think I've ever met a girl who is colorblind. I don't know if I. Have. I don't think I have, but. I think it's interesting because they can, like, correct, like, they can correct the color blindness only through, like, lenses, mm-hmm. but they don't, they haven't found, like, something, like, a surgery, like, something, yeah. something long-term. Yeah. And, I mean, it would be over for me if I had color blindness because in certain countries, you need normal color vision to get a driver's license. Oh. Like, they will not, but, like, then again, how... Ha- or I guess they have those color things with like to see if you can see the seven in it or see the six in it. Oh, with I know like what you're the color. About. It'd be like the circle of dots, and it's like you have to try and see the number. Mm-hmm. But like overall, even though I like just defined it and like kind of explained it, it's still just so crazy to me that I mean, people are just what... out here. People are just out here seeing different colors. People are really out here seeing different colors. And we, like, at first we said it as a theoretical thing. But this just proves that it is an actual thing. It is an actual thing. But it's just, like, sometimes we may not know. Because, like, the only thing I could think of, like, and this doesn't even capture it all the way. But it's, like, a bed versus a chair. So, like, Mm -hmm. if every time you looked at a bed, you saw a chair. But people were, like, that's a bed. Then, yeah. Then you would start calling a chair a bed. And or you, the, you would just say, that's a bed, every time you saw it. So that nobody would know that you didn't see the bed. Or the um, that whole thing that went around Twitter with, like, the black and blue dress or the yellow and gold dress. Like, that's what I'm saying, Claire. They were looking at the same picture, seeing yeah. different colors. And, like, even me, like, I personally saw white and gold. Me too, and honey, like, me I would, too. And I was, like, sitting there, like, Turning my phone in circles, like lowering the brightness, raising the brightness from all different angles and everything. And I genuinely couldn't see how they saw black and blue. But then, like, I looked at the comments, and they were like, the black and like the people who saw black and blue were like, "How can you not see that?" Yeah, and I was like, "How can you not see white and gold?" Like, (laughs) I don't. Did Did anyone ever crack the case on that? Like, did we ever find out why people saw the different colors? People still debate about it. I if you, know. If I you know tweet the picture it, still comes up. So you're telling me the craziness that is colors is that really it, colors is just all an abstract idea in your mind. Because whether it's a mental association or whether or not we're physically like seeing different colors is really all in an individual's mind. Yeah, it's all psychological. Because I mean like, we we named it, we made it while thinking about what that color meant to us in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And for today's riddle, it looks green, it opens red. What you eat is red, but what you spit out is black. All right, and if you want to know the answer, be sure to check out our Instagram at soberthoughts.podcast. We'll post the answer on our story within the next 24 hours. But if you're listening at a later date, you can check out the highlights and you can find the answer there. And that's it for today's Sober Thought. So we will most definitely see you next time with a new Sober Thought. We gonna hit you with it. New craziness. That's right. And a new thought process. Don't you doubt it.
And if you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Don't do it. You do not want to. No, ma'am. So we will see you next time, Sobros. Bye.